We're rolling. Welcome to another episode of Make Strange, everybody. We Hello. Got, we got the death whistle here. You're here with Derek and J-Man. What's happening? Johnny. What's up? Johnny looking boyish today. Boyish? I was trying to look manly. Johnny looking manly today. Oh, there you go. You can look however you want. You just tell me how you want to look and you're okay. there, buddy. I want to be like intimidating. Like if Johnny you... looking like the Terminator today. Yeah. Coming to annihilate everyone. <laughs> uh, welcome to today's show, everybody. Um, first and foremost, I want to catch everybody up on what we've been up to lately. In case you missed it, we just released our very first mini documentary. Yes. A 30-minute documentary on the Extreme Justice League, a group of real-life superheroes uh, right here in San Diego. Usually our episodes come out on Saturday, but mm -hmm. this episode came out in the middle of the week. Yeah. This week, it came out on Tuesday. It was going to come out on Saturday, but we just needed a couple extra days to polish it off. The response has been amazing. I'm so happy uh, yeah. people are stoked on this documentary. I think people have been wanting us to go on location for a long time, mm -hmm. and this was on location and beyond. Deep undercover. Dude. Uh, doing on-the-spot investigative journalism. Uh, I just want to say to all our Spotify listeners who uh, ignore the YouTube channel, uh, you messed up. So go back and find the episode you missed. No, you haven't messed up. You're missing out. So Oh, there you go. Go on over to our YouTube channel. Check it out in case you missed it. And a lot of people may have just missed it because they're used to our Saturday uploads. That's true. So I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. You're getting two episodes of Make a Strange this week. One of them is already out. And of course, you're getting this one on a hot Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, whenever uh, you tune in. In addition to that, we have a full length 40 minute conversation with the XJL that mm. has not been uploaded yet, but will be coming in the next couple days. So stay tuned and be checking that YouTube channel for more Make a Strange content than you can handle. Hell yeah. Well, I hope you can handle it because we're dishing it out at a fast rate. We're kicking it into gear here. We're firing up on all cylinders and we are kicking ass. We're firing up like the ultimate warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Don't gift that. Hogan. <laughs> uh, we thank you for joining us today. We're going to be getting into some very, very important UFO lore. Mm. I have a story today that is considered one of the most prominent and important and influential UFO sightings of the 1990s. You have no idea no, what I'm not talking at all. about because I didn't even tell you nope. that I was uh, bringing this research to the show today. This is the Zimbabwe UFO incident of 1994. Holy shit. In addition to that, we're going to be getting to some weird world news. Mm -hmm. uh, and Johnny has a new uh, segment that he has named. What did you call this segment? Uh, weird Internet. Weird Internet. That might change. I don't know. Weird world news and weird Internet. And we're going to get a video from our correspondent in Japan, Veronica, yes, dude. who has once again traveled to a haunted location in Japan. This time, she is exploring a haunted mall in Tokyo. Okay. Which apparently used to be a skyscraper and uh, like an office building. Mm -hmm. It's been converted. And because of the renovations, the building is like a maze. And you'll see in the video, I think she gets lost in there for oh a God. while. It's a great video. Uh, everybody out there is going to enjoy it. So stay tuned for that. This is going to be a jam-packed episode of Make Strange. And we might have a couple more surprises along the way. Before we get into our first story, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, I've, I think we both have mustaches now. I just realized. Um, mine's more of like a beard. Oh, I don't know. If you, <laughs> you check it out. Yeah, it, it's all over my face. That's true. This is your news for the day. We both have mustaches. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I, I figured the people needed to know. I, they're they're at home. They're thinking it. 
And I just wanted to, uh, you know, put that out there into the world that we're uh, both mustachioed gentlemen. Today. Well, uh, you know, I don't like to be labeled. I don't like to be, <laughs> I don't like to fit into a box. Yeah. I may have a mustache today. I may have a Fu Manchu tomorrow. I may uh, shave this into handlebars or, Dude. you know, some good old fashioned uh, Civil War sideburns. I change some mutton chops. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a snake shedding his skin. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Anyways, yes. in addition to Johnny getting a mustache, um, I think we're going to be visiting some on location spots coming up soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, let's talk about we're going to get into the Zimbabwe UFO story in just a few minutes, but let's reflect on this XJL documentary. You weren't there with no, me not the at night all. of. Um, did you have a chance to watch the documentary? Yeah, I mean, you showed me a kind of a half-finished edit, and mm -hmm. then uh, I did a bit of an audio pass, and I, I sat down and watched, like, a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it. Okay, yeah, so that answers my question. Uh, but, no, I, I I loved it. I thought it was great, and I, I want to continue with this, and I want to do more stuff like that uh, in the future. Um, you want to make your own documentary? If that's cool, I do. Uh, and I also well, want to make some together. I don't know if it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> because you haven't made it yet. I need to but, stop doing that. But I know mine was cool. And yours will probably be cool too. Yeah. I definitely want to make one on like outsider artists like Daniel Johnston and uh, like Captain Beefheart. Uh, Captain Beefheart. Yeah. Shouts out. I think he's dead. But And like Wesley Willis and stuff. Rip Rig, Captain Beefheart. Uh, the captain. Um, yeah, I've you know for Mega Strange, in my opinion, I like to investigate paranormal stuff. Yeah, obviously ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, but also just weird humans. Uh, and by weird, I mean people who are outside of the ordinary, non normies. Yeah, I said it. Uh, so that's why I was fascinated with real life superheroes, and now I'm trying to find other. People who fit into that um, box of, you know, just outside the ordinary. So I think there's a couple people here in San Diego that Ooh. I'm thinking of doing some more mini documentaries on. I'm kind of inspired by Louis Thoreau. Okay. Um, and I can his, see that. And his series in the in the 90s and early 2000s. So I'm like the, the new Louis. Is Louis Thoreau still making content? I don't know. I, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, if he's retired, we're here to pick up the mantle. Glad you enjoyed it, and I hope everybody at home has had a chance to watch it. And if not, go check it out. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel. And be sure to follow us on social media, Megastrange666 on Twitter and Megastrange Podcast on Instagram. Yes. Okay, well, without further ado, let's get into the main topic of today's episode, the Zimbabwe UFO incident. So, this story is about a school in Zimbabwe. Okay. And on September 16th, 1994. I just found out about this today, actually. Oh. And, and it, like, fascinated me. I was like, this is going to be perfect for the show. This is always something that baffles me about you. It's like, uh, I'll see you at one part of the day, and then the second half, you'll be like, I've learned this whole thing, like, in between, like, an hour ago. Yeah, like, you saw me four hours ago, yeah. and I was like, I have nothing yeah. prepared for Yeah, and then now you're episode. like, I learned about Zimbabwe UFO, and I'm like... <laughs> Like when I go home, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch a fucking video essay on Mario 64. <laughs> like, I, I don't ever gain new knowledge. Well, I I'm I'm always just like uh, reading Wikipedia, anyways. And yeah, like, I I have just uh, a very curious mind, and all throughout the day, little things will just like ping my curiosity, and I'll yeah. just be like, wait, what is that about? And next thing I know. I'm going down this weird ass rabbit hole yeah. on like Wikipedia and then like, you know, going on the dark web and looking for all the like source material. <laughs> I don't actually go on the dark web, but I try to get off Wikipedia as much as possible. Yeah. I usually put like a video on that. Like I don't have to think about and I just like, boom, check out. I can't not think so. <laughs> the more like heady the subject, it actually has mm -hmm. kind of the opposite effect of you. The more complicated it is, the more like. Calm. It's almost like a Rubik's cube, you know. Yeah. It's soothing in that way to kind of like take a really complicated issue and just sift through the details. And in my mind, kind of like organizing it and understanding it is a very like calming process for me. 
that it's cracking me up because like today I looked at the Wikipedia article for the band Candlemass, and then when it started like uh, putting different eras of different singers, I was like, uh, I just clicked all. Like, I didn't care. I was like, eh, that's too much. Yeah, if a if a Wikipedia article fascinates me, I'll like read it top to bottom and then be like, okay, I I think I got that, and then I'll start over again and read oh it. my god, read it top to bottom again and be like, oh yeah, okay, this is the part I didn't understand last time, and kind of keep going until I internalize it as much as I can because then I. I usually forget it. You're like studying two weeks later. Yeah. Studying for nothing. Studying for this show. All right. So back to the subject. at Yes. On September 16th, 1994, there was a UFO sighting. Okay. um, Outside a place called Rua, Zimbabwe. Now, uh, what happened was there was a school there called the Ariel School. Um, where 69 children, great number, uh, between the ages of six and 12, okay, almost 70 kids, right? In 1994 claim that they saw one or more silver crafts, UFOs, okay, land in the field next to their school. And... Reports differ, but between one and four creatures, all dressed in black, emerged from these unidentified flying objects, from these crafts. Okay, that's terrifying. It is terrifying. (laughs) The children reported being terrified. Okay. And they went on to say that these UFOs communicated with them telepathically. And issued a warning about the planet Earth to these kids. And it was an environmental message. Telling these children, essentially, that the world in their lifetime will end if they don't stop polluting and destroying the planet. It was like, stop using plastic straws. Essentially, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yes. They projected this image of the turtle video. Yeah. And they're like, Uh, oh, God, don't show me that. The kids were like, no. Um, The environmental message was communicated to these children telepathically. And uh, a lot of the kids reported being frightened. And it caused the children to start crying. Almost 70 kids, right? Now, skeptics say that this was a case of mass hysteria. They always skeptics always are saying bullshit. They say that's that's the explanation that these 70 kids experienced mass hysteria. But to this day a lot of these children are who are now adults maintain that this absolutely happened. It was not mass hysteria. Yeah. They were visited at their school by aliens. I can see this being like a really amazing like ploy to get the world to turn around. Like, all right, we're going to pretend to be aliens. 1994. So if it was a ploy, it certainly didn't work. No. Because the world's more fucked up now than it was in 1994. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we did it. (laughs) Let me give you some background on this story and some more details, right? So. Rua, the town where this happened, is not, was at the time, was not even actually a town. It was like an agricultural center in Zimbabwe. So it was more of like, the quote says, it was little more than crossroads in an agricultural region. It was more of just like an area that they had a name for. And we've talked about crossroads on the show before, so maybe... Maybe some, uh, some demonic crossover. Yeah, maybe the devil was there trying to sell guitar skills yeah, yeah. to the aliens. <laughs> Hello, aliens. I'll teach you how to play the fiddle. He's like, I'll save the planet. Like a <laughs> Even though there was not much happening in the area, the school, which was known as Ariel School, was an expensive and private school. And most of the children who attended were from wealthy white families that lived in the region aliens are classist they kind of are (laughs) they're like 
Aliens visit. Don't worry, the rich the rich people got it. Aliens visit the poor neighborhoods too, but the news doesn't care about yeah. those encounters. They're like, yeah, I ain't going down there. Mm-hmm. You go film that story, mm, not me. <laughs> What's interesting is two days prior to this incident, there had been a number of reports all over Africa of UFO sightings um, all throughout Southern Africa. Okay. Numerous reports of bright fireballs passing through the sky at night and aircrafts that at first people thought might be airplanes, but upon closer inspection, they were like, those are not airplanes. What's going on? Okay. There was a radio station down there called the Zimbabwe Broadcasting Channel known as ZBC. You've heard of BBC. Yeah, yeah, it's ZBC. This is ZBC. And when the UFO sightings were happening prior, uh, before this event, they asked for people to call in, tell us your stories. And they got a wave of reports of these UFOs. So the, the Zimbabwe school sighting itself happened at 10 a.m. on September 16th, 1994. What happened was the students were sent outside for a mid-morning break. So they essentially were sent on recess. This would make a badass episode of recess, by the dude. way. Dude, they're like, dude, King Bob got abducted. <laughs> Mikey, where, are those aliens? I can always rely. I can mention <laughs> any cartoon from the past 20 years, and you'll know all the characters. I names. love cartoons. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Why yeah. am I apologizing? Uh, you should be a cartoonist. Dude. I thought you were gonna say cartoon historian. I was like, dude, I'll make that job. You should be a car- you should make a documentary about the weirdest cartoons. Yeah, I don't even know what the, what the weirdest one would be. What's the weirdest episode of Recess that you remember? Uh, oh my god, I wasn't really a big Recess person. I would just catch episodes. All right, it's okay. Leave a comment in the in the uh, comments below. What's the, what's the weirdest episode? I just of dude, that fucking one kid used to freak me out. Wasn't it Randall? He was all like, I hated that kid. Okay, so uh, the kids were sent outside for recess for a mid-morning break while the adult faculty at the school were inside having a meeting um, at the time. So when these UFOs landed, there were no adults around. So no adults at the time could corroborate this story. Okay. But the entire class of children was outside. About 70 kids reported seeing this. This is like one-to-one a Stephen King story. (laughs) For real, right? They say that the incident lasted for about 15 minutes and then the children returned to class and told the teachers what they had seen and the teachers just wrote it off they were like uh no they just they just dismissed it they're like (laughs) uh this is not funny all of you shut the fuck up shut the fuck up (laughs) and they basically just ignored them but the kids went home and told their parents about it because uh-huh. they were so like shook up by it. And so many of those parents, a lot of those parents came back to the school the next day to like question the, the school about what had happened. Um, and from here, the sighting was reported to ZBC, Zimbabwe Broadcast. Show. Oh, okay. And once the, the ZBC radio station got the story, it kind of made its way around the world, mm. eventually getting picked up by the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, the biggest news organization in the world at the time, and probably still today. So the BBC sent a correspondent down to the school to interview the children, a guy by the name of Tim Leach. He visited the school three days later on September 19th. He investigated the incident. He interviewed all of the students and he issued a quote. uh, And this to me is kind of funny, but he said, I can handle war zones. I can't handle this. uh, Like, does he mean that just children? Like, I can't deal with kids. (laughs) Get these kids away from me. I think that it was uh, too convincing for him. Oh. And he believed that it was real and he just didn't know what to make of it. On September 20th, the next day, um, a woman named Cynthia Hind came to interview the children. 
And she asked them to draw pictures of what they had seen. Okay. I have some of these pictures if you'd like to see them. Sure. We'll put them up on the screen yeah, for yeah. people at home. She reported that the children all told her the same story, and that made her believe that what they were saying was true. Here's the first picture. You can kind of describe what you see there. Uh, yeah, it looks like a, like a really classical UFO, uh, like behind some trees. It has like it looks like it has like shoes on, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it does. I mean, these kids were between six and twelve. Yeah. Uh, and then here's another picture. I love this kid had to sign his name. Well, That's yeah, so he's like, I got to get credit for this. Uh, this kid has potential as an artist. That's what I'll say. There's like a perspective. Uh, there's like a alien figure in the, the foreground and the background is like a UFO. His understanding of scale. Like, I, I almost feel like a kid didn't draw this. Like, this is advanced for a child. Yeah, but it's also um, severely non-advanced for an adult. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, like, could, if, if I told you uh, this was an adult trying to draw like a kid, you could see that, right? You're coming up with a new conspiracy theory on the spot. I just feel like a kid wouldn't understand perspective like this. Uh, well, how old were they? Between 6 and 12. Yeah. I guess if, so, if, so, if one it was like 11, I could see that. All right, nice. Johnny is suspicious that children actually drew these crayon drawings. Maybe it was Cynthia Hind herself. I'm just saying, like, look at the difference. Like, this kid doesn't understand perspective. This kid does. I just think that's cool. Well, some kids are artists. Yeah, and some kids yeah, yeah. are jocks, you know, but, but apparently they all saw the UFO. <laughs> to be fair, dozens of children who were present stated that they did not see a UFO or anything unusual. Okay. But... Again, about 70 kids did claim that they saw it. The basic details of the sighting were consistent. Um, one or more silver objects, usually described as discs, appeared in the sky. They then floated down to the field um, and landed among some small trees just outside the school property. Between one and four creatures with big eyes dressed in black exited the craft and approached the children. At this point, many of the children ran... But some, mostly the older pupils, stayed and watched the approaching aliens. This is when the creatures telepathically communicated with the children an environmental message before returning to the craft and flying away. Um, the message was like about something that's going to happen and that pollution mustn't be. That was a quote. Pollution mustn't be. One child said that he was told the world would end because humans are not taking care of the planet. Um, in 2014, people came forward. Some of these children came forward to talk about this now that they were adults. Uh -huh. And um, they maintain that the story is true. That And you can That's find cool. podcasts with the ch some of the children from the school uh -huh. interviewing, describing this event in detail, um, including um, an interview given in 2021 by a writer named Zah, Z-A-H, um, who speaks at length in an interview about being a pupil at Ariel School on that day. Well, because the BBC covered this, I was actually able to track down a oh, news yeah, yeah. a news interview okay with these children from the from 1994 okay so this is just a few weeks after the incident happened that's and cool I'd like to watch the interview with you because you don't think these kids drew this picture <laughs> but why don't you see them on tape sure. talking about it and we get to travel back in time to see some of the badass hats that people were wearing in 1994. Hell yeah. Let's fire up the clip. Um, we were playing down over there on the, um, on the log. Yeah. And then we saw something shiny, so we all ran down over there. And it was in the early morning? It was at break time. Yeah. And then we saw something shiny. And we saw two, two people. They were in black, tight black suit. Dude, 
So she's she's reading a written statement. Yeah. Already sus. I'm just kidding. She wrote down what she wanted to say. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like so distracted by their baby blue fucking like they look like they're in child jail. Like <laughs> it's just a school uniform. They're not in child jail. This yeah. is an extremely wealthy school, okay? They're, yeah, that's true. They're in child paradise. Oh. You'd be lucky to rock an outfit like that. I was always jealous of school uniforms, but I'm sure uh, it was hell to keep them clean and stuff. All right, let's keep going. And they had big eyes and a small, we didn't actually see their nose, but it was quite small. And their mouth was quite small as well. One of them was running in slow motion up across the ship. Pause the other was standing. I love that detail. And it's very creepy to me. Yeah. One of them was running in slow motion. Yeah, just like. Yeah, that would freak me out. I imagine it's, you know, like a $6 million man. But like, really imagine if you were like in like a a field and you just saw a guy from far away, just like an alien running at you in slow motion. That would terrify the shit out of me. Yeah, I think if you, uh, when we continue this, they will say that there were like a couple beings that were just floating too, that they okay. weren't even touching the ground with their feet. This is like the, the the thing that I love about this is how not stereotypical it is. Uh, I mean, what the, the the flying saucers that they drew are very like classic alien stuff, but everything else they're saying, it just feels so much more supernatural uh, than like most modern alien sightings. Yeah, let's continue. Ending beside the ship. Yeah, you made the drawing, huh? It looks like this? No, yeah, something <laughs> like that. I couldn't oh, see the eyes or the nose or the mouth. It was just black. I need yeah. to see that again. Yeah. The fucking butthole mouth is killing me. That is awesome. I, I want this to be the thumbnail for this episode, but I don't think I'll read, but that's so good. Uh, if that's the thumbnail for this episode, uh, currently nobody is watching this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not fucking watching. I'm not clicking on that. Butthole mouth. Butthole mouth. The, the story. Um... <laughs> So this does not look like your typical you, like alien. No, it's like more reptilian. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't think about that because, you know, classically in UFO lore, there's only a handful of so-called known alien yeah. races, which would be um, the reptilians, the... Uh, the Norsemen, there's apparently a race of aliens that look like Thor uh, and they look like pro- yeah. proto-Vikings. Uh, they're known as like our brother race. Um, the tall grays, the short grays, the little green men. Uh, when did this, this happen in 94? 94. When did Harry Potter come out? Do you know that offhand? I think the first book was like 97. Okay, because I was about to say, this very lines up also with like the description of Voldemort in those books. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think this predates that. I don't think this is. I mean, like I the cat eyes. I'm going to say I don't think this is Voldemort. No, no, no. What's interesting is the ears to me. Yeah, because it's got like septum piercing. Yeah, what the hell? It has like fucking <laughs> microphone, like yeah. ASMR ears. <laughs> like somebody spray some shaving cream in those little earbuds. <laughs> um, I'm trying to imagine like being a child and seeing this thing with its butthole mouth yeah. and its tiny nose and its giant cat eyes running at you in slow motion. Dude, that's so scary. <laughs> Let's continue. Sure. Something like that. I couldn't see the eyes or the nose or the mouth. It was just blank. Like that's terrifying. Paper. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Like literally gave me chills. Well, when they came, I thought they were crazy. Was <laughs> <laughs> this the first thing you saw? <laughs> I thought they were crazy just coming to our school doing nothing. And all I saw was something. He's like, if you're an alien, you like can go anywhere. Why'd you come to school? <laughs> what must My that be? And everybody's crowding it. I must go crowd too. And then I went and I started crowding and everybody. Uh, then more people came and more. And then I said, hey, I can't see anymore. Come on, somebody. I'm short. Come on. <clears throat> and then I went to the front and I started seeing more of them. And then I just ran away. Um, the day before the special like drawing. my friends know they are like Ava drawings. I like that kid because he's kind of like a comedian. Yeah, right? he was. Yeah, he had a whole bit prepared. He's like, come on, let me through. I'm short. Um, 
he's going to continue to talk about how he told his a lot of these kids like told their family told their teachers what's sad to me is that uh well i guess it's not sad you know it's understandable that if your your child is like hey me and all uh my friends at school saw an alien today you'd be like <laughs> um no you didn't <laughs> my dad works at nintendo what i don't know i just feel like kids make up shit like that all the time oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but i mean how believable is it that like 70 kids could get their story straight yeah that is impressive you know 70 kids and none of them are going to slip up they're all going to say the same thing yeah if like an adult was like teaching them or, or making them say this stuff i think one kid would probably spill the beans imagine a, your class your biggest class yeah could any teacher get everybody in the class on the same page no. at any given time there's always one stinker kid that wants to do the the total opposite and there's also like 10 dumbass kids who yeah. just for the life of them cannot like internalize the lessons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was one of them. <laughs> uh, I got smarter later in life. Uh, all right, let's keep going. We were sitting um, in the playground and uh, one of my friends, her name Emily, she looked up into the sky and she said, Oh, there's a UFO. She said, and I looked at it and she said, no, just kidding. It's an airplane. And we looked up and, um, I thought to myself, that can't be an airplane because it was very shiny. It, was, it looked kind of like a cigarette, you know? It was a long thing, and then on the end, it was all shiny. And um, so I said, maybe it is a UFO. So we were all kind of like getting scared now. And then um, the day that it happened, then it? we started thinking, yeah, that must have been a UFO in the sky. Cause my no, I was just looking at the drawings. Oh, yeah. It was sort of like, sort of like a round shape. So I like love this plate, sort of like two plates that he were sort of like on top of each other. <laughs> then there was sort of like the um, hole, the hatch for it. And there you was sort of like in between it. two trees. So these are some of the older kids. Yeah. And you can see, uh, you know, they say they're 12, but in the 90s when you were 12, when I was 12, I was like riding my bike around town, you know, going to 7-Eleven with my friends. I was a little bit more independent, I think, maybe than 12-year-olds of today. Yeah. I don't really remember being 12. I remember being 13 just because of my bar mitzvah, and that was the most stressful point in my life at that point. You don't have any pre-bar mitzvah memories? <sighs> it was just really boring, you know? It's like going to school, going to Hebrew school <laughs> after school, and boring. Watching fucking Invader Zim, going to the mall. Nice. Going to the mall. Yeah. You know, boring teen, uh, preteen fucking New Jersey life. Well, you should have got a big like uh, red floppy top hat. Yeah. And, and do some alien. I would have loved like to see kids. some aliens. <laughs> All right. Let's continue. Sure. You couldn't see that clearly. And it's just silver all over. And it didn't, I didn't see any men or something like that. Hey, buddy, you forgot your drawing. You saw one UFO. That's surrounded by little ones? Yeah, one yeah, big one. One, one, one spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, let me cool. see. Let me yeah. see your drawing. They all drew the same thing. Yeah. yeah. One big ship and then small ones surrounding it with, um, with there were lights. Yeah. It's amazing surrounding to me. Let's pause ship. this real sure. quick. It's amazing to me that this woman asked these children to draw what they saw and they all drew the same thing. Yeah. Uh, again, like... I feel like it's, you know, maybe the official explanation was it was a case of mass hysteria. From I just, though, I just yeah. want to remind everybody that nobody has an explanation. The curse, the curse continues. It's, it's inevitable. <laughs> I can't literally any time, day yeah. or night I'm on this show. My mom calling. It's oh, always, always, it's always my mom. And I never answer. <laughs> and I don't want to talk. Okay. Um, mass hysteria. Yes. I'm, I'm, a, I'm no expert on psychology. I don't know what causes mass hysteria. I don't know. Like how, you know, what, did, was one kid like, you see that UFO over there? And the other kids are like, no. Oh, I see it. Oh, I see it too. Yeah. yeah. Don't we all see the UFO? And then they start crying and shrieking like, Oh my God, it's telling us the world is going to end because of pollution. Okay, I have a theory here. Yeah. Uh, this happened on the set of Titanic, but uh, the, the, the staff were all dosed with PCP uh, and they 
all start you tripping out. You think the out. kids were mass dosed with PCP? Maybe they got like crop dusted with some peyote or something by accident. Like only a couple, like, dude, I could see that. Like uh, someone, and they're trying to cover it up. Like, yeah, aliens. Uh, like maybe like one of the. the uh, and what evidence leads you to think that this would be the case? All right, they're on recess. Doesn't right. recess usually follow lunch? It did for me. I don't. It said it said mid morning break. Okay, maybe they got a snack. Maybe by accident, someone. Maybe one of the staff was like, "Yo, I accidentally spilled my my PCP in the the kids' juice." To be clear, there are no reports of the staff bringing PCP yeah, I don't and know. introducing it into the juice of the kids. I just feel like that is an interesting theory. Yeah, but that's a serious claim, and I think you're gonna need some evidence to back that up. I'm just trying to think, like, what would cause, like, I feel like mass hysteria is just like a blanket term and for something unexplainable, which is cool. I love when we have stuff on the show that is unexplainable. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, no. That's, that was pretty much what I was going to I was going to say, I remember, just off the top of my head, a very famous case of mass hysteria from Europe, uh-huh. from the Middle Ages. Of something called laughing syndrome. Okay. Have you ever heard of this? No. I'm going to cut to us. Continue. Uh, I believe it was called laughing syndrome. And I'm sure some of the viewers out there may be familiar with this story. But there were um, reports of infectious laughter that would take over entire towns. Okay. And people in these towns would be unable to stop laughing. To the point where they would be laughing day and night, rolling on the floor, laughing, unable to stop. And they actually thought that there was some sort of disease causing people to laugh or that they were being um, possessed and haunted by demons. Yeah. They had no explanation for it. But it was a case of mass hysteria. Have you ever been in a room and somebody's laughing? so hard and you don't even know what they're laughing at but just watching them laugh kind of makes you laugh like you just they're they're just being so funny with their laughter yeah that you start laughing or have you ever as a child because this definitely happened to me and my parents yelled at me about it just had a laughing fit where you just did not stop laughing 100 percent, yeah you just didn't stop and your like, parents are like hey shut up <laughs> like in school when like you just like look at your friend you're like yes like trying to laugh yeah, so that's what happened um, in these like laughing uh, events of mass hysteria. The whole town, a thousand people would be taken yeah. over in the grips of laughter. But that kind of again, we know like yeah, when you're with somebody and you they start laughing, it makes you laugh. And you're if your superstitions get involved and psychologically you're convinced that there's a bigger thing going on here, it's like a placebo effect. Yeah, you just kind of buy into it. Yeah, I can see like uh. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. Like, maybe let's just act like this is fully fake uh, for a second and, and say, like, okay, I can see, like, the kids all wanting to be a part of something. But I just feel like at some point they would be like, yeah, I was pretending. The fact that most of them, you know, uh, you said in, like, 2014 even said that they still believe. Yeah. Makes, yeah, I feel like there's something there. Yeah, and to me, the entire incident lasted for no longer than 15 minutes. Yeah. So how can you get 70 kids to have a mass hysteria experience for in that short, yeah. like 15 minutes? I can't yeah. even get ready for work in 15 minutes. <laughs> it takes me an hour. Yeah, yeah, yes. All right, let's continue. Sure. Like uh, Sean's, huh? This is Sean's drawing. Yeah, basically. Okay, one landed, the big one landed, and the two aliens came out. Yes. And what all happened with the little ones? The, the little, little ones, they were just flowing around in the air. They didn't touch yeah, the ground. Didn't touch the ground. And, and then the these concern on the, the children's faces is very yeah. convincing to me. Yeah. They seem like this is no joke. Like, yeah. They, they, like, they just <laughs> want to be believed. Yeah, I see that 100%. I, I would love like a like a like a psychologist to like look through this and, and see. So they actually if this is in my notes. Since you ask, I wasn't uh-huh. gonna bring this up, but let me see if I could dig through here and sure. find this. Um in November of nineteen ninety-four, Harvard University professor of psychiatry, mm. John Mack. John Mack. John Mack, Mr. Mack. Johnny Mack visited the school to interview the witnesses. 
And he concluded that, uh, I want to get the quote here. Mac had communicated that these people to these people that their experience may have been real. (laughs) May may have been real. That's funny. The university of Harvard professor of psychiatry did not tell them this was a mass hysteria event. He said, yeah, maybe this was real. I mean, he would know, like he he could see the signs of them, like truly believing it. I, I assume there was actually a backlash from Harvard about this. And they launched an investigation into John Mack um, about his care, uh, his clinical care and clinical investigation of people who had shared their alien encounters. Basically, he said they'd said, you're a psychiatrist and these are your patients. Yeah. And telling them that this alien abduction or alien UFO incident may be real might be detrimental to their mental health. You may be not keeping their best interest at heart. So they launched an investigation into him. And after 14 months, they issued a statement saying, we reaffirm Dr. Mack's academic freedom to study what he wishes and state his opinion without impediment. So basically they're like, you can't tell these people aliens are real. Then they investigated him and they're like, you know what? Say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we can't, we can't, because I can only assume that he's like, well, what if it is real? And they're like, no. And he's like, but what if it is? Like, all right, you know what? We're done with you. Go ahead and say whatever you want. So they did have um, that's cool. Psychiatrist yeah. go, go interview these kids. And that's he was badass. like, I don't know, kids. Your drawings look really good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it did happen. Okay, we can continue. Yeah, we're making different color lights, like yeah, green, like they'd red, flash to green, green, then they'd go to blue, blue and, and then green, green. Yeah, yeah, purple and um, red. But it was like it was going like each one to each one, but quickly. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, like you do, like they'll go there and then it'll vanish, and then it'll go there and vanish, and then we vanish. But going quickly. The, like as if it was the older one. kids look like child soldiers to me. Uh, the green is really like I'm like, damn, dude, they're about to get used in like a mil- <laughs> like a kid military. Coney, 1994. <laughs> they're gonna take. They're gonna band together and take these aliens on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These rich okay, kids are gonna yeah, take yeah. aliens on. Yeah. Oi, bro. My dad's no. Rolls Royce will smash I through that UFO. <laughs> um, oh, so oh. I did it yeah. yellow. Yeah. Oh, dude. He said he didn't have any silver crayons, so he, he that's total kid logic. Here's what the alien looked like, but I changed the color because I didn't have the right crayons. This is my favorite Sonic level. <laughs> Sorry, it's so stupid. Good one, John. So, but, but Take what, the series, what happened? Please. You, you came home and you told your parents. Yes. Yeah. Some of them didn't believe us. <laughs> my mom didn't believe me. Dude, what a jungle, my mom's yeah, but you have the old like. Is that hard? Because true, if you yeah. see something and nobody believes you, yeah. what happens? Well, yeah, you feel sad. You start to you start to think as if it wasn't true. Yeah. And people. Oh, people they started to doubt themselves. That's cool. True, so yeah, let's pause it. Yeah. Um, because true. I don't know if you picked that up, but she said so. You told your parents, and a lot of them didn't believe you. How yeah. does that make you feel? And they're basically like, yeah, it feels like we're being gaslit. Yeah. We start to think it maybe wasn't true. Uh, but I find what is so compelling is a lot of these kids report that their parents told them this was not true. You made this up. You didn't see this. And these kids still maintain like, yeah, fuck our parents. I don't care what our parents say. Like, we all know we saw this. Yeah. I'm sure for the parents, it was like a, uh, they were like afraid something was wrong with their kid and they're just trying to convince themselves like, uh, please don't, uh, did you just notice me jump for a second? No. Oh, there's like a skeleton over there uh, on the D&D set. And I was just like, I thought it was a human being like standing there. The and it scared here. the fucking shit out of me. I was like saying something and I just jumped. <laughs> nice. Well, don't worry. You're safe. All right, cool. I'll protect you. Roll, roll the tape back. It was, oh, I guess we're small. Never mind. Let's keep going. I think that you're mad. Yeah. Yeah. And after that, you get all upset. Yeah, and everyone starts teasing. And my friends yeah. over the road, when I go there and I tell them about it, they just say, oh, he believes in aliens. Oh, he's stupid. You've seen too many but, movies. Yeah. 
Well, so nobody. So now these kids are being ridiculed by their friends and family. Yeah. They're putting it all on the line. Shit. Fuck. Sorry. Okay. My granny and my granddad believed me, but my uncle didn't. <laughs> Where the spaceship had landed, all the the insects and ants and stuff like that were all dead, and there was a huge black mark there. What? And uh, my mom said might have just been a might have just been a fire there, but I don't think there was. I think it was the alien ship. Yeah. Yeah. You've gone to the place. Uh, so the alien ship left marks underneath scorched earth. Uh-huh. This little girl witnessed it. Apparently her mother saw it or heard about it and said, yeah, somebody just burned the ground there. But come on. The kids are telling. They have drawings of the crafts landing Did and all the insects were dead. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I didn't really hear what she said about the insects. I thought she was saying that they all kind of came together and made a black mark. But no, underneath where the spacecrafts landed, once they left, the, the ground was scorched and all the insects oh. underneath were dead. Ooh. Yeah, sorry to people, insect lovers out there. <laughs> of course, and have you seen anything? No, we, we weren't allowed to. The evidence, I mean, that it was there? Um, no, some other didn't... people came to the school and they went out boundary of the playground and they went to go and see what had happened there and they saw that the grass was burnt and all the living things had died there in that yeah. area his him and his parents and his brother and okay sister can we pause that <laughs> because the reports don't mention the ground being burned but this girl says that the adults went out and saw that the ground was burned mm. so again like did these kids light a fire and Cause their own mass hysteria. Yeah, I would just like wonder what the shape was like if it was like contained and circular. If you're watching this and you're following along, maybe you're starting to gather why this has become one of the most significant UFO sightings of the 1990s. I'm surprised people don't bring this up more. This is why I'm bringing it up today. This is fascinating. 70 people, children, but they're people, saw aliens, were contacted by aliens, had a close encounter of the third kind. Yeah actually made contact and communicated supposedly so they claim with extraterrestrials Mm -hmm. and these people are still alive today and they still maintain that this story is true and they're giving interviews as adults now and so you can look it up for yourself they're still just as convinced and just as convincing that this actually happened let's keep going we're almost done here And my mother just believed me, but my dad didn't believe anything I said. Anything. And did you describe it? uh, Describe it to them? Red, white, and blue. Exactly what happened? So patriotic. Yeah, I drew it on a paper and I said, Daddy, this is what it looked like. And then he drew it well and he said, uh. It kind of looks like a nightcrawler. I'm telling the truth now. Uh, well, let's pause this real that's quick. Are you talking about a Fresno Nightcrawler? Yeah, yeah. I don't know because those are white. Yeah. And those are just basically giant pants. Yeah. And we know that these are butthole mouth, <laughs> fully formed aliens. That's true. Not every kid could see the face of uh, the alien. So a lot of them drew them without faces. But I don't know if you heard what he said. He drew a picture of the alien and said, Daddy, this is what I saw. Uh-huh. And his dad looked at the drawing and said, I don't know. Maybe it is true. Because the kid keeps telling me it's true. I don't know what to do. All right, it is true. Junior, stop drawing these pictures, man. You're freaking me out, kid. Daddy, I'm glad you believe me. You were different before you put on the red hat. Okay, I, I, I like that hat. I like the hats, too. I want to get one of those hats. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if these kids still have those hats. I hope so. Who was scared? Who was scared? Not all of you, huh? Who who was dreaming about it since then? Yes, in in a bad way. Dude. Yeah, in a bad way. That's like trauma. First, in a bad way. Why? You have nightmares about it? Yes, I used to, but then after about a year, I stopped dreaming about it. You know, just 1994. Dude. Whoa, dude, that one's so scary. That is scary. He has no eyes. And he took me from my bed. Did you dream that? Yes. Yeah. This girl has been dreaming screamed. of alien abductions since the encounter. What did your mom say? Well, she she just kept on saying it was a nightmare. She didn't really believe me. I wasn't scared. Big of black it. eyes. Dude, that's what does it say? Mouth not properly seen. 
Oh. <laughs> no. This is this alien really likes ska music. Wait, that says compound eyes. Look at that. There's like like bug like. It says uh checker. It's like drawn checker pattern on the yeah. eyes, and there's it's labeled compound eyes. There's another label, uh, but I can't see yeah. it. Yeah, pointing to the nose. Not at all. Oh, so Nothing. Was that was all fun to me. Yeah. Um, I heard this lady on TV. I think it was Jill Dark, and she said this lady got kidnapped and. She had babies that were aliens. What? That's what you're afraid of. Yes. That's yeah. just some I think the aliens oh. came because Stop. they are curious like us. And, um, well, they want to learn about us and we want to learn about them. Some people say that um, people are saying that the aliens came to warn us when something's going to happen, that something bad is going to happen to the Earth. Yeah. I think they came here to um, try and warn us that the children that are... Because we're We've young. We've got a long time. We've got a long time till we die. Um, to warn us that in when we're older, there's, there's something going to happen to the earth. Yeah, not to pollute. Because yeah. we're young, we can still prevent it. Yeah. Go ahead and pause have... this. This is the part that gives me chills. Uh-huh. Because these kids are basically explaining why they were chosen. It's because they're kids. And they got a long time before they die. Yeah. And the aliens are saying, what's, you know, what gives me chills is that this was in 1994. And now in 2023, we're having the most cataclysmic weather events that the world has ever seen. We're dealing with climate change. We're dealing with mass flooding all across America. We're dealing with droughts that are hitting parts of the world that are causing famine all over the world that's displacing millions of people. What this kid just said in this interview from 1994 has come true. Yeah. Just, Just think about that. These kids recorded this interview 20, 30, 30 years ago, 29 years ago. Uh-huh. And in that time, this prediction has come true. That to me is the wildest part of this story. You may say this is bullshit. You may say they're making it up or it's mass hysteria. But it happened the way the aliens said it would. I agree. That's wild. That is wild. That's maybe maybe we should have listened to the kids back in 1994. I was gonna make a joke about how uh, these kids should have got off their asses and done something, but I, 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 you kept saying more worse and worse things. I was like, I shouldn't make that joke. But then you did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but they should have. Well, come on, kids. Yeah, what are you doing? You knew the whole time that that global warming was happening, and you did nothing. I didn't see one of these kids uh, chain themselves to a bulldozer or something. Yeah. Um, that's basically, there's like uh, 40 more seconds of this interview. Let's just finish it out. Sure. All that feeling that as a child you can do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel as a child, do you feel privileged or do you think next time if, if, if the UFO is coming, please go to another school? No, I no, feel no, privileged. No, like you feel privileged that you okay, saw I'd love yeah, them to come back and yeah. you could see oh, them again. But only this time closer. Yeah. Yeah. She wow. asked them, like, do you feel privileged? And one kid in the back was like, no. No. <laughs> Just shook their head. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Okay. Uh, and that is. I'll wait till you come back. And that is. The Zimbabwe school UFO incident of 1994. That was very interesting. Yeah. There is more footage of those kids. There are a couple documentaries that have been made about this school. They revisited the school in 2021, I believe, or 2020. There's a movie called The Phenomenon, which is all about supposedly real UFO encounters. And they extensively visit this school. And again, you can find interviews on YouTube and other places of the internet where these children who are now adults will recount this experience. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Check this, it out. Man, we went for a whole hour talking yeah, about this. I'm, I'm down to keep going. Let's just quickly fire through weird videos. Yeah. Weird internet. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Uh, So I'm just really excited for you to see all these. This is how I crab. As a proud Ohio citizen, 
Okay, so this guy is doing crab taxidermy? Yeah, and Gundam models. <laughs> you know what? This is pretty cool. Right? I was I was like debating if this is cool. Like the crab's already dead. Yeah. Dude, one of the comments I saw was cracking me up. It said, does this hurt the crab? Yeah. <laughs> I do believe it does. Dude, isn't that so sick? All right, now bring the crab back to life. Yeah. All right, do that to a living crab. Yeah. Let's see how this that how goes. All right, next video. <laughs> is that is that watermelon? <laughs> Dude, Lord of the Flies? <laughs> I don't know. That one's just confused me flies slurp Try, wait you're talking fast dude <laughs> I'm sorry. hold on i feel like i'm being telepathically <laughs> communicated with what the fuck did i just watch i love the slurp sound he makes that if you it was mahjong pieces made out of watermelon and then he stuck a spoon in the, the watermelon pig face piggy's mouth did you ever read lord of the flies uh no it's awesome yeah i, I know the uh, i mean i know some some no, stuff about it. I highly recommend it. Even yeah, as because yeah. I had to read it as a kid, like in ninth grade or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, cool! A bunch of ninth graders get str stranded on a on an island, uh -huh. and they have to survive." And on the surface level, yeah, that is what it's about. But when you read it as an adult, you see that the kids represent different types of people in society. Okay, the jocks and the smart kids, and you see how they turn on each other when they're in a dire situation. And it's way more fascinating as an adult. It hits yeah. you in a, uh, as a kid, you're like, ha ha, cool. They fight with each other. As an adult, you're like, these fucking assholes would turn on each other. <laughs> if they could only work together, they'd survive, but they just can't get it. Yeah. So, um, and of course they cut off a pig's head and worship it like a God. And oh, I was so confused. I was like, how did this spark that? Yeah. So that pig head uh, is very reminiscent of <laughs> that actually is the Lord of the Flies because oh. the flies are attracted to the pig's head. OK, and so they call the pig's head the Lord of the Flies. I wonder if that guy who made that TikTok was like had to make a like a thing for class and then he like decided I'm going to make a funny TikTok with it. Maybe that's good. That was a good pig head. Uh, this. We might have to watch this a couple times. I hope this I'm going to raise the sound. This was blowing my mind yesterday. Society. That's exactly who the fuck you are. You're fucking with society. Yeah. Welcome to your nightmare. Is he holding a rat? Welcome <laughs> to your nightmare. Next up. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> he's just saying like, this is what's wrong with society. Welcome to your nightmare. And he's just fucking shaking a rat. You ever miss New York? Uh, yeah, all the time. You miss miss the the rat encounters on the subway. That dude, that guy is definitely the rat king. Yeah. <laughs> Should I go to the next one? Absolutely. Uh, this one's just cool. Is it though? Yeah, he's like a wizard. <laughs> How does he do such magic with his feet? Uh, oh wait, there's another one. Oh, oh is there another one? I'll click it. Merlin just takes this thing around. Oh, is that San Diego? <laughs> it looks like San Diego. We got we got to get Merlin on the show. Yeah, for real. Piano Merlin. Piano Merlin. Uh, this video is amazing. I have seen Yo, this my one. Cat fucking stuck in the fucking <laughs> cats are fucking dumb, dude. Everybody's like, cats are smarter than dogs. Well, look at this shit. The visual. She really fucking stuck. <laughs> oh, the poor kitty. I'm so scared. How are you gonna get it out? That's what I was saying. Like. I'm, I feel really bad for the cat, but the visual of just a, a floor with a cat head sticking out of it is really funny to me. Anyway, those are my weird videos. Nice. Thank you for sharing that. Well, this has been a hell of an episode yeah. so far, and we're going to wrap it up with one more segment, and that is going to be our Japan correspondent, Veronica, exploring a haunted mall. Yes. Check this out. Today, we're visiting Sunshine 60 the world's largest haunted skyscraper. This is a huge mega structure with so many things to do. There's a really wide variety of places to go within the building. You have corporate offices, and then you have food and restaurants, and then there's also entertainment. There's a Pokemon Center, a gigantic gotcha store, a cat cafe. They called it a city within a city, and the idea was to have all kinds of things in one place. Some places took this concept further and added apartments and parks to their structures. Although it's no question this site is a must-see for visitors to Tokyo. 
It didn't always used to be a place of joy and entertainment. You look around and see children playing, happy people shopping, and you wouldn't think that many years ago it was a very different story. In the 1920s, this was the location of Japan's most infamous prison. And it wasn't long after the construction of the new Sunshine 60 building that rumors began circulating that it was haunted. There have been many supernatural sightings reported in and around the building. The construction was plagued by many unexplained accidents and injuries. Some of these workers blamed a supernatural force for these accidents due to various ghost sightings during the construction. Welcome to Sunshine 60 Tower, one of the most unassuming haunted locations in Tokyo. Not many people know that the grounds that this building is constructed on used to be Sugama Prison, the infamous war criminal prison where they would hold executions and they would house famous criminals. So they decided to name this building Sunshine 60 because it's 60 stories and because they wanted a silly, unassuming, happy fun time name to distract people from the dark past. So when you have a building that's 60 stories tall, you're bound to have some areas like this that are just unoccupied and abandoned. So this likely was some kind of office and now it's just empty and it's not roped off or anything. I think we're allowed to be here. I don't really know, but it's super creepy. It's hard to believe that this was a prison as recent as the 1970s. The prison was closed in 1971 and just a few short years later, construction commenced on the Sunshine 60 building. While there are some occupied office spaces in this building, there is also a lot of unused area that's just empty with no furniture and feels really creepy. Not sure what happened to this door. It's easy to get lost back here with endless stretches of hallway, with twists and turns and no signs directing you where to go. I think I'm lost. I actually don't know the way out. There's a lot of exit signs, but none of them leads to the way out. I don't know what to do. I think we're actually lost. There's no one here. Bro, I'm so lost. I'm scared. <laughs> don't worry, we did manage to find the exit. And we stumbled across this beautiful courtyard outside. I thought I was a goner for sure. We did it, we're here. We showed you guys the inside of the notorious Sunshine City 60 building. This whole area is called the Sunshine City collectively. There's a lot of fun, really cool things to do here, but not a lot of people know about the dark past. So I'm glad that we could share that with you guys today. And thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time on Spooky Haunted Tokyo Mega Strange. All right, we're back, everybody. That uh, was awesome. Thank you, Veronica, for sending that. Um, yes, if you want to follow Veronica, uh, go on to Instagram, and we will promote uh, her Instagram, because I don't know it off the Is top it of my head. Gu Gucci Baby? I think it's Taddy Gucci. Now. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll put it in the description or on the uh, screen. Veronica's also like a multi-talented person, tattoo yes. artist and musician living in Japan, who also is, a, you know, a ghost hunting correspondent for us here. And a good friend. She was on the show yes. a few episodes ago. That's going to wrap up today's episode, everybody. Thanks for watching. Keep in mind, we are going to be releasing a full interview with the Extreme Justice League yep. later this week. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure you go back and check out our documentary with the Extreme Justice League and then look forward to the full unedited interview coming in just a few days. And I also want to say real quick that uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll learn if we uh, got some awards for the show. Oh, yeah. we haven't even mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Thank you so much to all of our viewers and fans out there because Mega Strange has been nominated for hey. Paranormal Podcast of the Year with the Parapod Awards. 
In addition to that, we were also nominated for Ghost Podcast of the Hell Year yeah. and Best Podcast Hosts of Let's the Year. Go. Uh, we're going to find out on April 1st if we won. And we're going to let you all know if we take home the award. Yeah. So keep your fingers crossed and keep rooting for us. And as always, be sure to support us. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And you know what? Share this video with a friend if you think they'll enjoy it. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Stay strange out there. We'll see you next time. Good night. Good night.